Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away, so uh, enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Dot com. We're going to go into uh, your phone calls to start things out here tonight. Uh, got a couple of interesting audio clips. A little unusual for Free Talk Live, but uh, sometimes I do hear things that I want to share. So we'll be doing that in a little while. Uh, but for, And, of course, we're going to have to talk about Ron Paul's performance, or lack thereof, or however you want to look at it, in the New Hampshire primaries. That's all on the way. Your calls come first. Let's talk to Roger in Iowa on the amp line. Roger, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, evening, Ian and uh, Wayne and Mark. How you guys doing tonight? Super. Hey, What's Roger. on your mind? I've been better. Uh, uh, first thing I want to say is uh, congratulations to New Hampshire. Uh, they did a good job. Uh, I'm from Iowa, and uh, we were having a kind of a downheartedness, too, with only our 10%. But, you know, it's, uh, he's a candidate that's never really been heard much before, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of education that has to go on with people when you're, when you're actually in the uh, – in the in the process and everything. So yeah, well, I wish he was fifty-two instead of seventy-two. No, well, I think <laughs> everyone does. Mark. Yeah, it would have been nice. I was sitting watching the TV, just going, "Oh God, come on, it's, it's got to get better. It's got to get better." But you know, it didn't. It actually got it, worse. At one point earlier, it was ten percent, uh, and then it dropped. It was fourteen percent at one point. Yeah, there's three three uh, uh, what are they areas precincts reporting. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are uh, your I, thoughts tonight, Roger? Beyond that. Originally, what I was calling in for is uh, I listen to the podcast quite a bit here out in Iowa. Um, I'm the uh, precinct captain for, uh, or the county chair, actually, for Jasper County in Iowa for the Ron Paul group when I was there. And um, you guys were talking about the Iowa caucus process and uh, how it actually worked. And you're talking about where independents couldn't cross over. Um, and vote either Republican or Democrat. In Iowa, they actually could. Yeah, I, yeah I, someone, I was mistaken on that. Yeah. I, I did say that that one time. Someone clarified yeah. that. Right. So that what ha, what we learned though what what happened was Obama actually was calling independents and Republicans, and he got a record amount of people coming to voting for him. And we were really counting on the independents in Iowa. And what happened in Iowa is the campaign actually didn't call. Independents, they were just calling Republicans, and I was actually at the headquarters a couple of times because on the straw poll we did during the summer, I was actually part of that also. Um, we found that the Republicans, you just couldn't educate them enough, quick enough. So yeah. we told them to just forget about them and just worry on the independents and bring over the Democrats because a lot of the people that were even in our meetup groups were Democrats that crossed over the, that heard the message and loved you know, this kind of thing. Uh, I, 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 last night we were talking to a, a gentleman on the, um, I guess it was a television show that we were on, um, Joe Gibbs's show in, in Manchester, and he was from the Dennis Kucinich campaign, and we were talking about uh, health care. We, you know, we first had gone from stroking Dennis and being the anti-war campaign and that whole thing. And then uh, like somebody brought up health care, and you know we we can't really not discuss it uh, from our point of view. We're we're not going to be nice. Just it was easier to go else. after that dude uh, than it was his wife. Yeah, it was easier than Dennis Kucinich's uh, <laughs> wife, who's just damn hot. Um, so the, the dude, the dude, um, he, he you know was talking about health care and you know saying we were the only uh, you know industrial nation on the planet that didn't have uh, socialized medicine and blah blah blah. And I'm like. 
you know, and I explained, yeah, and they call my show all the time and cl- complain how bad socialized medicine is in their country. Um, you know, people beg me to help them get over here to America where they don't have it. Uh, people pull out their teeth in England uh, rather uh, you know, with pliers rather than go to the dentist. And, you know, at some point or another, I explained to him, you know, you've got it. Fine. Let's say that socialized medicine is the greatest thing on earth, but I don't want to participate, and I don't. The only way, and I decide I'm not going to pay my taxes, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to send guys with guns after me to kidnap me and put me and imprison me. That's not a good system. That's not a voluntary system. The guy seemed to get it right there on television. He, like His face went, oh, my God, I'm a violent thug. And it seems like Jason from SACL CAI says he has great uh, success converting liberals and terrible success converting conservatives. Because conservatives, you can't use that argument. Um, they could really care less who they're hurting. Right. Conservatives, yeah. they love the law and order mentality. It's it's what they're all about. This is a nation of laws. You must respect the law. Yeah. And, and they feel that, that as long as it's justified or righteous that you can force anybody to do whatever you want them to. Whereas well, liberals tend to have more of a conscience. Well, and, and that's really what we found, too, with the evangelicals that showed up. They're even more strong-headed about, you know, we've got to save the world for Christianity kind mm. of thing. I mean, they get up and they and they right. have this thought process of trying to uh, think of it in that respect. Yep. They're even more strong-headed, and there are a lot, a lot of the conservative Republicans that are like that, too. For them, but, it's like a holy war. For them, they've been right? uh, they've been fooled into believing that the, is, uh, you know, the Islamic folk are out there to kill them, and they must kill uh, the Islamic folk first. Right. right. They're uh, shot in the uh, armor of God with the, uh, you know, the, the, the sword of the Spirit in their hand, and they're ready to kill. They forgot all about, you know, Jesus and the whole turn-the-other-cheek thing, I guess. Yeah, and oh. when, Pat, when Pat Robertson uh, endorsed uh, Giuliani, the first thing I thought was, boy, he must be more afraid of terrorists than he is of God. He is. <laughs> Roger, any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, well, yeah, that pretty much is. Other than I was going to add on that I have a good friend in Kansas when you were talking about the Christians wanting to kill the Muslims. I, I've had such long conversations with him saying, that's what we need to do because they're such an evil race kind of thing. And I'm just, I'm going. <laughs> that's what gotta, he's saying. Gotta, I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. I told him, I go, what would Jesus do? I mean, just think about your Christianity and your true belief of Christianity of Jesus' love to other people. I mean, how can you say a thing like that? It just yeah. it blows me away. Well, you can say it because you're sort of insulated in this uh, in this country, uh, or like, I guess he's been insulated from anyone that at least that he knew of what the, uh, that followed Islam. I mean, there's so many regular people out there that you interact with on a daily basis in your business and uh, in in your uh, social interactions that that may they may be Muslim, they may be Islamic, and uh, you you wouldn't necessarily know because they don't shout it from the rooftops. They aren't actively trying to convert you, and uh, you just be- the, these people have just believed everything they've been fed by the mainstream media and uh, the politicians. Right, and then they don't realize that the Muslims are doing the same thing on the other end at times too. Is there sure, the extreme people are always going to be, you know, guilty of extreme. being extreme. But it's a good yeah, way to instill fear in people, <clears throat> so you can you can control the agenda. That's right. Exactly. exactly. Roger, great call tonight, man. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'd love to hear from you, your analysis of uh, the New Hampshire primary results or, you know, where we are uh, through this point in time. I, uh, I have a few things to say. Uh, uh, Michael Hampton from Homeland Stupidity did a write-up today called Live Free or Don't. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted <laughs> to highlight from that. Uh, and uh, and also there's a, a burnout story as well. And I told you about this 
I've warned you, be prepared. But apparently some people didn't prepare. Even some of our listeners on the RBBS uh, were not prepared enough for this. We'll share one of their stories here in a moment as well. Uh, but from HomelandStupidity.us, Michael Hampton breaking down uh, his thoughts on the uh, the New Hampshire primary, saying that he has mixed feelings. And interestingly, he said that, uh, let's see, he says the other candidate with a serious... So with a significant out-of-state supporter presence was Ron Paul. Though there were significant differences, Hillary and Obama paid their supporters to come here, while Ron Paul's supporters came here on their own dime and the dimes of other real supporters who couldn't make it and are sleeping in places like my kitchen and living room, while the other candidates paid staffers masquerading as grassroots supporters keep the local hotels doing a brisk business. <laughs> Along with those three, I met a man who lives here and told me he supports Ron Paul, but didn't vote for him because he felt the fix was in on the election and his vote wouldn't have counted anyway so he he didn't vote for anybody he just didn't vote because he figured whatever it's not going to get counted they're going to screw the election up well i wonder why he thought that well he says i half-heartedly tried to convince him otherwise but since the polls had already closed it was a bit late for it to do any good perhaps the fix is in i read an anecdotal report and wayne you apparently have read this same report from some people in the town of Sutton, New Hampshire, who claim to have voted for Ron Paul there, while the precinct results show no votes for Ron Paul. How do you explain that one? Does not compute. 1-800-259-9231. Diebold OptiScanners? Well, that could be it, and who knows, but really, does it matter? In the long run, because we aren't ever going to be the ones counting those votes. There's more to say about this campaign. Was it a failure? Is it a success? What do you think? 800-259-9231. Are you going to throw in the towel and give up on liberty and freedom? We'll talk about it. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, uh, do enjoy those on us. They include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up for free right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Going back, by the way, for an entire year. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions, and I would also say video stores. I, they, uh, the video store sent a piece of mail to one of my former tenants uh, because he was late with his uh, payments. So they sent it to collections. Anyway, lots of businesses are being plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who have failed to pay their bills. You might believe this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people don't pay their bills, all consumers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call the professionals at SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI repositions companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner right there at the top of the page at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Uh, talking about Ron Paul, the election yesterday, uh, the primary here in New Hampshire, Iowa as well, a few days ago. And uh, a lot of people are sad a lot of people very disappointed. Mark, you would be one of those. You were at least one of those people. I don't know how you're feeling today. Where do you currently stand? Sir? Um, I, 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 you know, am, I, on a scale of one to ten, how sad am I? You know, maybe uh, 
four, five, something like that. I mean, I'm not ready to slit my wrists or anything like that, but I'm I, I'm not really believing in the uh, political process very much right now. Well, I I can certainly understand that, Mark, and uh, I I can empathize with you. And on I really that one. expected I really expected you were Ron Paul to be quite twenty percent. Yeah, I, I doubt I was. I love it. Some somebody posted a message on our forum saying that uh, well, well, Mark predicted twenty percent, and then someone else responded, Mark also thought the Wii wasn't going to do very well. <laughs> the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Wayne, how do you feel about yesterday? I'm saddened about it, and and at the same time, I you know I've, I've known all along that you know he he's up against huge huge obstacles. When you're an anti-establishment candidate, then you've got all the you've got some huge momentum against you. And I put I try to put in perspective and say that this game is really a marathon; it's not a sprint. Right. And we've come so far, some so fast. You have to expect not to win the first time. It's it's like in sports. You have a team that almost makes it. They're a young team, and, mm-hmm. and they get denied the first year. Well, the second year, they come roaring back, and they blow everybody away because they, they get uh, more conviction, and, and uh, they get better at what they do. So uh, I, I think there's better days ahead for us, and I think this is just the beginning. Of course, it's probably unlikely Ron Paul's going to come back in another four years and give it another try. Somebody will step forward. I, I think he's inspired thousands if not millions of people i think you're right and i think that's why what people need to look at here is that okay yeah it was only eight percent but that's also better than any libertarian candidate has ever done in the history uh at least presidential candidates in the history of the libertarian party and you know what the the primaries aren't over yet either no no again (laughs) yeah you're right it's not even over so this is just the very beginning uh there's still millions of dollars in the bank for ron paul and still hundreds of thousands more coming in on a daily basis uh so you know it's just still in the very early stages and even if it were over right now even if ron paul did bow out tomorrow it would still be successful because he has brought in so many new people to this movement and it's like we were talking about earlier you never know who that next person is going to be that you touch with this message you never right. know who it is that is going to perk up when they hear the message of freedom and liberty and uh, get excited but we're going to get to an email here or rather a, a bulletin board post from one of our listeners and someone who should know better uh, about burnout, political burnout, and we'll give you a real taste for what it feels like, what the attitude is like, and what you really need to be prepared for. But first, we go to your phone calls. Let's talk to Ziggy across the pond in the UK. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live hey with guys, Ian Wayne Hi, guys. Hey, Ziggy. Um, I have a, a question, and I think it needs to be asked. Is the New Hampshire uh, voters' rejection of Ron Paul a rejection of wholesale libertarianism? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I didn't do any exit polling, so obviously I'm just going to speculate based on um, my opinions. And that is that uh, I haven't actually seen the numbers. I did sort of look at a general uh, – I, I did real quickly add them up in my head, and it seems like only a few hundred thousand people in New Hampshire actually voted, which means that there were several hundred thousand people that didn't vote, uh, as usual. I mean, when it comes to political – when it comes to elections, it's very difficult to get most people out to vote. In this case, most people didn't vote, just as it usually is. So I'm – pretty certain that the reason why most people didn't vote was because they didn't know there was someone worth voting for. They're usually a lot of people that are completely jaded to the system. We hear, we've heard from many of them who've said things like, you know, Ron Paul cured my apathy. Well, apparently not enough people were paying attention to yeah, have their apathy it, it, cured in it, the first it, place. It, 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 is, it is a case of getting people into voting booths, which is, which is always the problem. However, I do agree uh, a lot that he has definitely woken a lot of people up. Um, and he'll continue and I think to. That, gi- that, that gives hope for the future. 
Absolutely. And again, uh, the, you know, of the people who voted, you're still probably looking at the hardcore party politics people. You're still looking at the core political junkies uh, and their you know, very close friends that are going to come out and vote. Uh, I can do the breakdown here maybe during the next, uh, the next break and, and take a look at the actual area where we live and try to get some idea as to whether or not more people actually bothered to turn out for this uh, than, for instance, might have turned out for, uh, for one of the municipal elections. Also, um, do you give any credence about these stories floating around about electoral fraud? Cause... Well, we've heard some interesting claims. Uh, Wayne, what was it that, uh, was it Sutton? Uh, yes, Sutton? I guess there was a town here in New Hampshire that showed no votes for Ron Paul, but then some people have stepped forward and said they voted for him in that town. Uh, and there's been a lot of people now that are saying that this does not make any sense since Ron Paul has won every straw poll in, in the state by a large margin, um, and he's got a lot of money from this uh, from people in the state, so we're still we're still looking. And, and I'd love to hear from anybody who might have an explanation for this because I sure can't I can't justify it. I mean, there's just something doesn't smell right here. But I I, I say to, I say to everyone, do not give up hope. I agree. He never dies. Very good. That's Ziggy. right. Any other thoughts? Um, oh yes, one one quick thing um, about uh, here in the UK. Um, the BBC did actually interview Rand Paul, and the interviewer said, "Oh, but we don't have anyone like uh, like y- uh, your father over in the UK." The only thing is, I've met the guy who interviewed Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was just sitting there going, "You do. You just don't look hard enough." Right. Well, I mean, you mean, I think, did he mean in politics or just anyone in general? He said there was no, you know, political organization, which is a lie. There are. Mm-hmm. They're small. Right. Yes. But they're out there. For now. Right. Well, it's it's convenient for them to just blow you off as though you aren't there because you yeah. haven't made a dent in anything. And uh, there are a lot of little political organizations. And so they don't really have any interest in being I, I honest. Do actually, I do actually suggest. To, uh, to anybody, go and look at the Libertarian Alliance website. There's an awful lot of publications on there about libertarianism. Very good. And, and you can get them, most of them for free if you have a PDF reader. That's a UK uh, Libertarian Alliance, right? Yep, that's right. Very good, Ziggy. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, 800-259-9231. Would love to hear from you, your thoughts on the election, and your thoughts on uh, last night, New Hampshire primary, Ron Paul, 8%. Not even he didn't even do as well as he did in Iowa. Um, is that a bad thing? Uh, well, maybe, but is the whole campaign a bad thing? Not at all. It's been an unqualified success. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, the wiki's over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I 
freetalklive.com sort of uh, talking about the Ron Paul campaign, the results from New Hampshire is it over? Is liberty dead in America? Some people have really had some outrageous reactions to this and uh, we're going to get into the political burnout factor here and give you a, uh, a BBS post that really just spells out exactly how burnout can feel to people. Uh, that way you can be prepared for it or, or maybe better handle it if you yourself are experiencing some of it uh, I can understand where where you're coming from if you are, and we'll get into that in detail. But first, we'll go to the phones where Julie is on the line in New Hampshire. Julie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, hi there. I'm just calling to give you uh, a little bit of information about what I saw going on in Manchester at my voting ward okay. yesterday, all day. I was there several times. Um, I did vote for Ron Paul. And I Excellent. wanted to say that I was a little disappointed that I saw no one holding signs for Ron Paul there except for me and my children. That's a shocker. That doesn't make sense to me because the Operation <clears throat> Live for Your Die people should have been out there. I don't know where they were, yeah. but they weren't well, in you know, Keene either. There from, I was there from 6 to 8.30 a.m., again from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., mm. and again from 5 to after 8 p.m., they did extend the hours because there were so many new uh, voters waiting in line who hadn't registered. Hmm. And actually, that is what I wanted to tell you guys, is I saw uh, minivans, SUVs full of people pulling up, and there were no political bumper stickers or signs. They were getting in line. They were being told um, to, to get their information out. They were from the Hillary campaign. Really? And I really, really want to know what proof that they showed that they lived in state, because there is there are rules about proof of domicile in right. New Hampshire. You don't have to show proof, right? The, oh, the yes, rules are do. very uh, you know open in New Hampshire, pretty no, much. No, you have to show proof of domicile. No, you don't. Mm, no, yes, I've done you it. Do. No, I can tell you, I've done it. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not trying to be disagreeable here. I've walked in and told them I need to register to vote. And they told me, well, you need to have some sort of bill or some sort of proof of, of domicile. Right. And that, that uh, but hold on now, asking. Julie. Hold on. Now, here's what happened. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Because honestly, I didn't. Uh, and they said, well, you can sign this affidavit that claims you live here. Right. And, said, and, and that, that what I'm saying is that is all they were doing. The lines right. were around the block last night. So that's no proof. That means that anybody can come in here from anywhere, sign that affidavit of domicile, and vote as though they actually live here in New Hampshire. Right, right. However, when I was, you know, when I came in, I had to have a license. I didn't have my license yet. And, you know, this was, you know, five years ago when I moved here. But they expected all this other stuff that I'd have to have a license for first. And, you know, I went through the whole rigmarole. But yesterday is what I'm saying. They, they're supposed to have these proofs. They were not asking these people. They had lines out the door. Wow. And they were just asking people, okay, say that, yes, you, you affirm you're a New Hampshire resident and you intend to stay here or whatever. I, I overheard it. And they're all just signing it away and they're going in. And they were, I'd say for the most part, they were Hillary voters. And at the time um, in the afternoon when I was there around 3 p.m. and Obama, you know, now you're not allowed to, to say anything about your chosen candidate at the polling place. However, mm -hmm. you are allowed to stand there and just hold a sign, okay? Right. Um, there were, this was Ward 9. It was uh, Leo, Bishop Leo O'Neill Center, Youth Center on 30 South Elm Street. We'll take your word for it. And there it was a house right across the street from the parking lot where a bunch of young men, they looked like college students, were all 
you know, holding Obama signs and yelling, Obama, Obama, mm-hmm. someone holding an Obama sign at this uh, voting poll raised his sign in the air and went, woo! And then right away, Hillary came, a Hillary supporter came over and said, he has to leave right now. And she went around getting somebody to get this guy to leave. That's nonsense. It was nonsense. We've, uh, I've done sign say, holding outside one of the precincts here in, uh, in Keene, and you're allowed to talk to people. You're allowed to say hi to them and that sort of thing. At least they didn't say, yeah, you're allowed to talk to people. They didn't say, don't talk to anybody about your candidate. They never asked oh, no, they, you know, they talked to me. Actually, um, a Hillary supporter held the door for me and said, thanks for coming out this afternoon. And I said, yeah, you're welcome. Ron Paul brought me out. <laughs> but the fact is that the, all the guy did was raise his sign a little yeah. and go, woo! Out of and control. The Hillary supporters got on this guy, went to some kind of, um, you know, you know, regulatory person and said, he has ways. to leave, he has to leave, kick him out. So where do you and, think you know, these these people were being bussed in from, Massachusetts? Yes, I, don't, I don't know where they were coming from. Many of them were, I, I'm 35, many of these guys, most, most of them were men, actually. They were, you know, huh. talking about Hillary. And I really wondered where they were coming from. That's bizarre. And as my children, my children also did the kids vote. They voted for Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just waiting around after I put back in my, you know, I'm an independent, so I had to go back through and put my ballot in to have me, you know, declared as undeclared again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to and wash your hands. I, I overheard them talking, and they're all just talking about Hillary. So I really had to wonder where they were coming from. It's very suspicious, Julie, and thank you for the call and the analysis tonight and, and your input. Really appreciate it because it, it, that's just another one. That's another uh, another tick mark uh, on the uh, the the the, uh, the tally of uh, possible voting fraud, possible some scams going on out there. You know, um, but I've. I, I I don't have this all prepared very well or anything like that, but I've I've heard people libertarians talk about how they don't like the controls on people voting and that kind of thing. But this is a perfect example of why somebody needs to prove where they live in order to vote in a particular precinct, and they shouldn't be able to vote in some other precinct or anything like that. They should have to produce a photo ID, and that's all there is. They to They do it. have to produce a photo ID. No, I didn't produce a photo ID yesterday. What? No, no. no, no. Oh, you mean when you're voting, but you have to produce a photo ID when you register. Anybody could have walked in yesterday and said they were me. That much is true. As, as long as their gender was correct, likely. You're right about that. That's uh, again, yeah, I agree with you, Mark. If you're going to have voting, then there should be some sort of uh, some level of verification. Because then, if you had walked in and said, "Well, I didn't come in earlier," if they said, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mark, you had already voted earlier according to our records," and you said, "Well, no, I just I just woke up. I uh, did not." Well, here's come in my earlier. ID. Right. <laughs> then what would they do? Um, they would tell you that you couldn't vote. I right. I, that's what I would think. Yeah, you'd have to go up the chain of command then. <clears throat> that's going to take months. So I, I'm in total agreement with you there, Mark. 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls and talk to Mike in Florida. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Guys. Hey, what's on your mind, sir? Hello? Hello? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Sorry. Um calling about Ron Paul, and uh, you'll have to excuse me. I, I've never called a radio show before. I'm That's a all right. Nervous. Not a problem. And... Uh, you know, I actually made my first uh, political donation ever to Ron Paul last week. And, uh, you know, it's been really encouraging. You know, Liberty Movement's picked up a lot of pace. People my age are starting to get turned on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's starting to feel like it's like almost, you know, the movement's almost peaked. And I'm, I may be saying that prematurely, but, you know, the, the media has just shut him down. Yeah. 
and and you know, seventy five percent of the people out there have have blinders on. They've been conditioned to, if you're not uh, the establishment candidate, don't waste your vote on him. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said to me, "Oh, you're wasting mm. your vote. Why would you waste your vote?" You know, it's that kind of defeatist attitude yep. that you know I may be displaying right now in my worries about Ron Paul that really is the main obstacle. You know what I tell people that say that to me? I say the lesser of two evils is still evil. Be, you know, I agree. And I don't think it's going to matter. Now, Now, so what are we going to get? The Republicans are going to get a pet rock candidate that's going to lose to Hillary in the election, and then Hillary's going to get in office, she's going to raise taxes. And, and then we're going to have a depression. Yeah, then we're going to have a depression. Socialized health care. Yeah. That'll, that'll bankrupt us for sure. And she's not going to roll back any of the new powers president. No. Oh, no, exactly. No way. I think she'll be slightly more surreptitious in the use. She's as big a crook as he is. Yeah. And then you're going to have all yeah. these so-called conservatives sounding like libertarians again. Well, like, all the so-called conservatives are socialists. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Yep. You're but, absolutely uh, right about that. I, th- I say don't get dissuaded. Don't be discouraged. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done, and we're only still in the very beginning of this uh, this fight for liberty. Uh, thank you for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Uh, more on the way. Uh, Derek's on the line, and Cameron will talk to him, and your calls as well. Gene, the Christian anarchist, with his thoughts, it's Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away. Enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go buy some Free Talk Live uh, stuff. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. You can grab T-shirts, hats, hoodies we've got we've even got some products that don't even have our logo on them they've got the uh, the free marketeer logo which is an original free talk live design uh you'll find all that and more including dvd classic archive collector sets going all the way back to our uh, original radio days back when we were just on one radio station uh you can find all that store freetalklive.com and free talk live is brought to you by the free state project it's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller less intrusive government to learn more about joining the second american revolution go to freestateproject.org that's freestateproject.org uh getting another confirmation uh on the claims of julie earlier julia and uh, julie in new hampshire who had called in to say that she was out all day long at a voting precinct in manchester and she saw vans pull up with no political stickers on them whatsoever, saw vans pull up, people pile out, and they went in and registered to vote that day. And, of course, it's pretty easy to register to vote here in New Hampshire. You don't really have to prove very much of anything. Uh, And uh, she said, she alleged that they were all going in and voting for Hillary. Uh, My buddy Bob Garrett, mentor, uh, he just sent me an instant message confirming that others have been saying similar things. Uh, had been going on at, at other Manchester, or not Manchester, but other New Hampshire uh, voting precincts with just these busloads of people coming by. I just find it really interesting that the two so-called warmongering uh, candidates won in this state when just two years ago uh, the state of New Hampshire pretty much cleaned out their state house because they were upset about the war. Yeah. You know, Very and, interesting. And th- th- that's, we talk about it all the time, how the Republicans lie. Well, you know, the Democrats have lied, too. Um, sure. Sure. They got ushered in in 2006 in order to get us out of this war, and here it is two years later, and nothing's changed. You know, if they wanted to, they could take that van load, they could take van loads of people from precinct to precinct 
and they could all they have to do is uh, file an affidavit. Right. They could file an affidavit at one precinct, then go to the next precinct, file an affidavit there, then go to the next precinct, and, and by, they could do it all day long. And by 7.15, they're out of the state, and they'll never come back. Yeah, well, let's, let's climb inside their heads for a minute. Now, obviously, maybe each person has could have a list of names, and they would check them off, you know, as they go, and they probably only do it in bigger cities where they could be more anonymous and, and they wouldn't be noticed as much because a small town people would notice. They know, it. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that, Manchester that explains why it was happening there. Yeah, and you probably maybe conquered maybe because there Nashville. was no line in Keene when we went to vote in Keene. There was nobody. Like you know, there was a few people in there, but just the usual amount. Yeah, this is purely hypothetical, but I always like to climb into the si- inside of the head of somebody who might be doing something sure. like that to see, you know, this is what how I would do it even though I'd never do something like that, obviously. Yeah, that's the problem with the libertarians. They're too damn principled. Those Operation <laughs> Live for Your Die guys could have piled into a van and done the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Uh, your thoughts on the New Hampshire primary, the Ron Paul campaign. Are you depressed? Are you disappointed? Are you ex- still excited? Are you somewhere in between? Me, I, I expected that, you know, he wasn't going to win. I expected that much. I didn't know how he was going to do. I didn't want to really throw it out there. I thought he would do better than 8%. I thought for sure he'd do better than Iowa. Uh, but that's the only, that was really the only prediction I made. And, uh, you know, I, of course, prepare myself for this sort of thing because this is a long, hard slog. This is not going to be an easy win at any point. And, uh, but it sure to- doesn't look like voting's going to do it. No, it sure doesn't look like that. We can come back and talk more about inside the system versus outside the system effectiveness uh, and all of that. But we've got your phone calls first. We go to Derek in Cameron, Texas, listening on KTAE. Hey, Derek. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for being here. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, I volunteered myself to be precinct delegate for Ron Paul, and I'm encouraging my wife to be county delegate. Uh, We live in a rural part of Texas, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're planning on visiting the senior centers. Uh, with our Ron Paul shirt and, and giving our spill, and, you know, I would like to encourage other people to consider doing the same. That's a great idea. Yeah, we should also remember that there are plenty of candidates yeah. who ran for president who, who didn't win in Iowa, didn't win in New Hampshire, and ended up winning the election. And so, Ron Paul, this isn't over yet. It, you know, there's, there's no. a lot of other races out there, and people need to keep that in mind. It's over, it's over here in New Hampshire, but it's not over everywhere else. Right, and if we're going to live up to our principles, we're going to fight and fight and fight and and you know, regardless of the outcome uh in 2012 looking ahead i don't want to get too far ahead but it's going to come and when it comes i would like uh ron's son rand who's an extremely well-spoken man to consider or maybe have other people to urge him to consider throwing his name in politics because this movement is going to continue to grow in 2009 2010 and you know i just like to throw that out there to you guys I agree. I think it's a fine idea. I don't know how uh, receptive he'll be toward it. I don't know him. Uh, We met him briefly the other day, and he seemed like a nice guy. Who isn't receptive to being president? Well, I'm not interested in in that sort of a gig. Well, maybe not. I wouldn't be interested in campaigning, but... You know what we that's need? A hard, that's a hard. I uh, bet you'd road. take the the job if somebody offered it to you. No, 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 thanks. You know what we need more Ron Pauls in Congress first, because even if you had a president that wasn't uh, pro liberty, if you had enough people like Ron Paul in Congress, they could negate any president uh, that might be up to no good. Yeah. So uh, we need to start thinking about who we want to uh, vote for for Congress, and uh, and over time, you know, even locally, that will will espouse the same principles as Ron Paul. Derek, any other thoughts tonight? Well, I think that's going to happen. I think that both parties, believe it or not, are sooner or later, you know, as our dollar slides and everything else happens, both parties are going to adopt 
uh, Ron Paul uh, ideas. I think it's going to certainly go into the Democrat Party and to the Republican Party, and if we're out there pushing it and demanding it, it will happen. But it only happen if you and I believe it, we all believe it, and we get out and we do something about it. Right. You can't Amen. stop now. Thanks for the call, Derek. 800-259-9231 to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, hi, guys. Hey, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind, sir? I want to encourage everybody to get out there and get busy. This is not the time to sit down and whine and cry and feel all sorry for yourself. We got work to do. We got we want to get this guy out there and he is like I said before this is a snowball that's rolling and the snowball hasn't stopped rolling. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's still growing and everybody I talk to they're encouraged to hear that there's a guy like this. They're usually surprised to learn that anybody like this exists. Yes, I think so, you're right. I think there's a significant percentage of America that has no idea Ron Paul even exists. Despite the attention he's gotten, it hasn't been very much. I mean, in, in comparison to the other candidates, I think I read somewhere, maybe it was the Lou Rockwell blog today, that Ron Paul, even though he got 8% of the vote in New Hampshire, has really only gotten about 3% of the coverage in comparison to the other Republican candidates. So, right. you know, while it's great that he's been on The Tonight Show and all that, still, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what those other guys are getting and so he's still relatively invisible to most of america yeah they might see the signs but if you just see a political sign that doesn't get you interested you don't care who who the hell's that ron paul oh just another politician if you don't know anything else that's what you'll think if you're jaded to politics you know more people are more people are learning every day and something i've learned in business is nothing can replace word of mouth and this is a word of mouth campaign people are excited about it we don't care what the polls show this guy is the true deal, and the more that people learn about him, the more he's going to get uh, get excited. And I want to say that uh, this this thing is like the '60s. It's all it's almost like the '60s all over again. This thing is a movement. It's not just people. And politics is politics. And voter fraud did occur. Voter fraud is going to occur. Voter fraud has occurred in every election that ever existed. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that Ron Paul got cheated out of at least 100% of his votes. He probably got double of what what he's registering at. And I can guarantee you that they cheated at it. And I can guarantee you they're going to keep cheating at it. So the only thing we can do is overwhelm them with such numbers that even their cheating is going to make a difference. I like that. I think we can also look to what Ron Paul has said and maybe take some alternative tactics. I mean, even Mark is sitting here with his hand on his head looking a little bit glum uh, because well, I'm he's... also sick from the, uh, you know, b- being out. So oh, c- well, cut me a little slack. Well, he's also... But you have been pretty d- um, down and uh, disappointed over all of this, and you're, you're feeling a little bit like maybe the political system isn't necessarily going to be the solution. And as I've said, it's certainly not the most efficient. Uh, I think it's still worth playing in. I think it's still worth squeezing for all it's worth. Yeah. Uh, but well, even politics- Ron... Paul has has made it very clear that Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks are uh, Gandhi, are uh, three of his heroes, because they engaged in civil disobedience. Uh, Now, that's not something Ron Paul's going to do, but he's touted it. He's suggested it. He's endorsed it. Let's get more civil disobedience going on in this country. Politics is dirty pools, pool guys. Sure is. we We need to play dirty pool out there. We need to get out there. We need to spray paint on bridges. We need to do whatever it takes. I mean... Just get out in the middle of the night and do a little graffiti. Whatever it takes, we've got to get this this information out. I'm not sure you it's know. a good idea, Gene. I mean, I've, well, I, I think you know, some people don't like that at all. Yeah, that's, that's really tongue-in-cheek. But what I'm saying is get out there and use your head and find some ways to get this 
motive. Very okay. good, Gene. Even Thanks if, for the suggestion. Even su- if you have to bend a few rules to do it. Absolutely. Well, Thanks I think for the suggestion. Put the call. signs up, but at least let them, uh, you know, even if it's against the rules to put the signs up. We've seen all kinds of communities that don't want you putting uh, political signs. Yeah. Put them up anyway. No spray paint. 259-9231, the number for you to take control of the airwaves. Hour 2 is coming up. Burnout will give you a real-life example of it here in moments. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. We launch in hour number two. Your phone calls, you can make them. We'll take them. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. First hour uh, was filled with analysis of uh, the the Ron Paul uh, campaign so far, where it is today, where it could go into the future. The New Hampshire primary, what went wrong? Was there voter fraud? Uh, was there some shenanigans going on? Some interesting allegations suggesting that but literally van loads of people were pulling up to voting precincts in the more populated areas, specifically Manchester, unloading, going in, registering to vote, possibly going on to the next precinct, going in and registering to vote there. Very interesting allegations. Also, another allegation, Wayne, that uh, that you had suggested, a little town called Sutton, there were no votes for Ron Paul registered after all the votes were counted, but yet people that live in Sutton say they voted for Ron Paul. So some very questionable circumstances have sprung up about this New Hampshire primary. And I read some blogs where over the next few days people are going to start analyzing the results in the towns where the votes were tallied uh, by hand versus the ones that use the machines, and, and maybe there's some, some uh, information to be had there. And and who you know I'm not trying to sound like sour grapes or anything, but I just I'm sorry I just doesn't compute. You think he should have done better? I think he should have done better. Yeah. Well, I think he did pretty good. I mean, considering it's the best turnout that a libertarian presidential candidate has ever had, I think that you know if we look on the bright side, this is pretty awesome in comparison to any other uh, libertarian presidential campaign. Absolutely, and it's going to grow because all the young people that he has energized. Right. And once the principles and the ideas are out there, once you understand the world from his perspective... Uh, that doesn't go away. That doesn't does, change. It doesn't go away. And, and, and all these young people now have been energized by this. So uh, this is the beginning, and, and this is just like a big snowball that's going to keep rolling, even and, even during the Hillary administration, right, if there the, is one. Well, the Ron Paul campaign isn't over yet. Um, there's there's South Carolina, there's Michigan, there's, there's Super 48 Tuesday. other states. Yeah, and the delegates aren't even, aren't even remotely close to... Uh, uh, to being where they're at. No, hold on just a second. I've got a list of delegates here. Um, there's, you know, Huckabee's got 31 delegates. Romney's got 19. John McCain I don't know much about that. What are the maximum they can have? Seven, I don't uh, know. Well, 1,228 is what Huckabee oh, okay. needs. So, I mean, you know, we're no, nowhere near the number. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to be. Uh, there's still a lot to, to come, and a lot of uh, action, a lot of uh, things that need to be taken care of. Uh, so it's not over yet. And it's like you said, Wayne. People that discover the message of liberty, they don't just forget about it. Once you understand the nonviolence, the non-initiation of force, that principle, that doesn't go away. What does go away are the activists when they burn out. So they, these activists that burn out and get all upset and flustered and dis- disappointed. They don't lose their principle. They still believe in liberty, but they get to the point where they don't believe attaining it is possible. 
and they kill themselves, and they kill, not literally, but they kill their activism, mm. and they go off and they do something else. To give you an example of what I'm talking about, I want to read a post from Hitman on the Free Talk Live BBS. Now, I would think Hitman would know a little bit better than to, uh, to be feeling this way, and, and I'm hoping this was satire, but I don't believe it is. Um, Hitman also hosts his own podcast as well, so that's why I say that, you know, he should know this. Anyway, he says, um, this is in the thread called Ron Paul only got 8% in the New Hampshire primary. He says, that's it. We're effed. No one had any had more money than Ron. No one had more grassroots support. He had a half hour to explain his policies on the country's most popular TV talk show the day before the primary. The primary was held in the live free or die state, the free state project state. And he got 8%. 8 miserable effing percent. A third less than some evangelical a-hole who thinks the earth is 6,000 years old and wants to add his evangelical BS to the Constitution. This country is effed. It's hopeless. I figured we were hopeless when the Supremes outlawed private property and ruled that the feds could use the Interstate Commerce Clause to regulate everything, including things that didn't involve commerce or anything interstate. But the Free State Project looked encouraging and full of possibilities. Slim possibilities, but still possibilities. Still has them. And although I knew Ron was a long shot, the groundswell of support made me think there just might be hope for the country. We could get it back from the fascists and the socialists and start living like Americans again instead of as slaves. I've been interested in politics since the Nixon administration. I've never seen anything like the huge populist support Paul has had. I've never seen anything close to that. It filled me with hope and joy and a belief that there was still a chance that there were enough Amer- Americans in this country to defeat the United Statists. And now I see... It was all BS. Now the only choice uh, now the only choice is do we die under the thumb of socialism or under the heel of fascism? The US is finished, my friends. It's over. It's done. The Ron Paul campaign is finished. The Free State Project is a joke. And I'm going to interrupt there because he's wrong, wrong, wrong. The Ron Paul campaign isn't even close to being finished. As we said, there are 48 more states to go to. Even if he doesn't win the Republican nomination, there's a chance he might accept the Libertarian nomination or some, you know, some third-party uh, situation. And the Free State Project is certainly not a joke, There are people who have uprooted their lives from around the country to move here to New Hampshire, but I should point out, there's only been a few hundred of them so far. The Free State Project isn't even uh, beginning yet. There hasn't even been a tenth of the uh, movers moved to the Free State, moved to uh, New Hampshire as part of the FSP. and, And this Liberty Forum was bigger than last year's. It sure was. I bet Hitman would be feeling a little differently had he actually attended the Liberty Forum over the weekend. I understand how he's feeling, and you know. Oh, I understand. That's why I'm reading this. I'm reading it so other people can can get this political burnout factor and and prepare themselves for this. You know, I, I want to say something about burnout too. Is it's okay to be burned out, but when you get burned out, you take a vacation, you sit back, you reflect. And then you you will become re-energized again, and then you go back at it again. That's life. You know, life is a marathon. When you start sprinting too much, you got to take catch your breath once in a while. So again, the Free State Project is not a joke. It's not even close to completion yet. There, there have only been a handful of people that have moved here. Right, you know, what I want to know is what would New Hampshire's Ron Paul results have been without the Free State Project early movers? That's incalculable, obviously. Well, we were the ones originally who encouraged him to run. Remember last year's Liberty Forum? That's true. He came here and he, and he got... He a, had not yet uh, decided when he came to New Hampshire last year. That's right. And he got a pretty good uh, set of donations uh, last year. Hitman goes on with his uh, 
spiel. He says, we're a nation of retards lining up for the race at the Special Olympics. We're praised when we say things like... We're praised when we say things like, I have a right to health care, and the rich don't pay enough taxes, and we'll stay in the Middle East for a hundred years if that's what it takes to fight terrorism. And our big brother will be there at the end of the race, giving big hugs to everyone, with no regard as to who actually won, because all that matters is if you try. And we try and try and elect and re-elect walking S-bags who laugh at us while they eagerly <laughs> lick the boots of their corporate masters. He finishes by saying, I haven't played video games much because I haven't had the time, but now... F it. I think I'll go get me an Xbox and waste every evening in pointless battles against teenagers I don't know or care about. Or put a bigger hard drive on the TiVo and renew my Netflix subscription. <laughs> or maybe devote my time to perfecting other nasty habits. Because trying to improve this country is a pathetic waste of time. The is best he calling can, my, t- my video games a nasty habit? The best we can hope for is a few laughs watching it circle the drain. Uh, Mark, did you eat a gallon of ice cream yes, last night? I, I did have some ice cream. <laughs> I like raspberry flavor. Maybe three pizzas and fall asleep with your shoes on. I considered drinking beer, but I decided that I, you know, since I was ill, that that probably wouldn't be good for my. Now you system. guys are taking this a little lightly, and I think it's no, pretty serious. No, I, I am not taking it lightly. I just don't care to feel those feelings again. I felt them last night. I don't want to feel them again. Right. So, the, the, the re- do you understand why I'm reading this on the air? I not because I agree. Um, but it's because but there's people out there that feel the same way. There are a lot of people that are feeling that way right now. A lot of people that have, you know, they put their money on the line when it comes to this Ron Paul campaign. I was uh, talking with Mark as we were driving home from Manchester last night, and I was pointing out that, you know, there are some people who went into debt. They went into credit card debt over this campaign, which I personally think was a, a foolish yeah, move. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but nonetheless, imagine how they're feeling right now. You know, you went into debt over this? Yeah. Let alone the people that spent hundreds of dollars. I can see how it can be disappointing, but you have to view it from a positive perspective. You have to view it from the successes that we've had. And the successes that the the Liberty Movement has had as a result of the Ron Paul campaign are unprecedented in the decades-long history of this movement. Please try to keep this in perspective. Try to look forward to what can come next, to what we can build off of this success. 8% 8% isn't a failure. It's pretty damn good for a libertarian campaign. Damn good for a libertarian campaign. 1-800-259-9231. That is a little taste of what it's like to be politically burned out. Prepare yourself for it. If you're feeling it, do your best to reject that. Try to view things positively and think about where we can go next. Indeed, where can we go next? Is working in the system the most viable option? want to hear your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. show you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 1-800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line it's Ian here with you and Wayne and Mark you can join us on our website freetalklive.com that's the place to go features for free so enjoy the shrine of female listeners with dozens and dozens of ladies who've uh, taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show head over to shrine.freetalklive.com see what that's all about in fact at some point within the next few days or so, we'll be adding a brand new Shriner. It's been a little while since we've had one, uh, and uh, so looking forward to that. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like a will or a living trust in minutes. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. It is fast and easy. 
1-800-259-9231. Still uh, analyzing where we are today, where we in the liberty movement, uh, those of us individuals participating in this movement, are at today with uh, Ron Paul only pulling 8% in the New Hampshire primary. Uh, aside from the allegations of voter fraud and uh, scamming going on, which there certainly are enough to go around, and many of them seem to have credence, uh, they seem to be very, very well possible. And uh, so, just, you know, despite all of that negativity, there's a lot of things to be looked at here to say, well, this is great. This is positive. Eight percent better than one percent. Uh, and it's certainly that's about what any other libertarian candidate has ever received in any presidential contest. Uh, but the Ron Paul campaign is a record breaking campaign. No libertarian campaign has ever. I don't think the cumulative total of all libertarian campaigns of all time have ever reached 20 million dollars, let alone the other millions that he raised. He's in probably the other got more in this state than he's ever um, than a libertarian candidates ever got as far as votes and more votes. Yeah. A state, uh, certainly a state per capita this size. Very well possible. And, and of course, you know, inevitably you're going to hear people saying they're disappointed. Uh, you're inevitably going to hear people saying that, you know, trying to slight the Free State Project as though we should have been able to work some sort of miracle. Yeah, with, well, you know, uh, all those people haven't moved. <laughs> right. Know, they, they haven't done what it took. Exactly. Uh, as though I, the, I've done everything I could think of doing. I went out, I handed out literature on the street, I, uh, I, I had the bumper stickers, mm-hmm. I, I you know, had yard signs. When somebody stole a yard sign, I went and got another one that same day. When right. somebody stole that sign, I went and got another one that same day. Then I strapped it to my house with bailing wire. Then I um, put up another, the one of the big 4 by 8 signs on my property, and I put Christmas lights around it. I mean, <laughs> what, it, what else do you want me to do? I've talked to everybody. I have a TV show here in town where I talked about Ron Paul all the time. Right. Uh, the more people we have moving here to New Hampshire doing all of that and doing what they think is right is going to uh, result in better results year after year. More and more Free State Project members are moving into, into New Hampshire every single month. Uh, and in fact, uh, this at the end of this year, we're expecting to have a thousand. Now let's put that in perspective. That's only a thousand out of the twenty thousand that we're expecting to move here. This movement's barely even scratched the surface of the level of activism that we can potentially achieve in New Hampshire. So for anybody out there who's sitting out there and saying, that free state project, what's it worth? Look at what state you chose, guys. You didn't even make it to Iowa's vote totals. Well, nobody said this was going to be a walk in the park. And New Hampshire wasn't chosen because it's the most libertarian state. It certainly has some libertarian tendencies. But the people in New Hampshire are as brainwashed as anyone else anywhere else. The reason New Hampshire was chosen was a variety of them. It seemed like a good starting point, and I believe it still is. There's no personal income tax. There's no sales tax. It has the largest citizen legislature in the entire country, the third largest in the entire world. The legislators get paid $100 a year. Or is it the senators that get 200 I think it's yes. the, the reps that get 100 the senators mm-hmm. get 200 I mean, there are so many different reasons, and the Free State Project has a wonderful little document uh, called the 101 Reasons to uh, Move to New Hampshire. It's brilliant. It's great stuff. And that's what sold people on the Free State Project coming to New Hampshire. Uh, so... If you want to go out and start your own little free state project, go ahead, by all means. Good luck to you. We've got the ball rolling here, and it keeps getting better here. In fact, uh, there have been all kinds of different examples of the success of the free state project. We've managed to stop a number of very anti-liberty legislation from uh, from passing in this state. We've already run a few, uh, just a handful of candidates who've had a tremendous level of success in local elections. 
Coming up in 2008, many of the early movers, Wayne, uh, you're one of them. I'm not saying you're going to run for office, but now you've lived here long enough to where if you wanted to, you could. You've got that two-year residency requirement. So just this year, many of the early movers are going to be crossing that line to where they can actually participate in uh, in state elections where they couldn't before. So again, this is a, a burgeoning movement. It's just barely begun. It's It's not even blossoming yet. So there's a lot to a uh, lot to be said still uh, for what can come into the future. And if you were at the Liberty Forum over the weekend, you know that something's happening here. You know oh, that. Oh man, it was so it was electric in that place. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you were listening to the show, you got a little taste of what it was like to be at the Liberty Forum. And so this is just starting. And I encourage everyone to not be disappointed, to not be depressed, to be positive and. Join the Free State Project. Keep working. Right. Join the Free State Project and move for liberty here to New Hampshire where we can get together in the same place and make a stand for liberty, whether it be in the system or outside of the system. And it was you, Mark, that was saying not too long ago that you thought that maybe the inside the system stuff isn't as effective as you once thought it was. I, you know, I, I, the thing is, is the, I, I really expected Ron Paul to get 20%. I'm very disappointed that he didn't get 20%. He got 8% or 7.7 as well, um, the final count. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems to me I did whatever I could do. The point is well taken that the Free State Project hasn't really even, you know, the moving hasn't started yet. Right. Um, and I think that that, you know, that's probably the next step. The next step is to get the Free State Project to 20,000. Uh, the right guy can do that. Um, one guy, because Ron, Ron the, Paul could do it if he told people, "Hey, you should go up there." Well, he, he'd probably come up here himself. Ron it, Paul could do it, and, um, and, and his message does bring people together. When you, you look on YouTube and you look at this, uh, even within the black community, there's a lot of black people who are into Ron Paul. There is a guy on YouTube called the Hip Hop President. Did you see his yeah. endorsement of Ron Paul? I did not, but I that heard. was so cool. Very cool. Well, there's no black people in New Hampshire. Very, very few. No, but in other states, so, though. I so it'll be interesting to see how Ron Paul does in states where there are different demographics and that sort of thing. Maybe uh, he'll do better. Yeah. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231. Outside the system, I think, is going to prove to to really... I think within the next few years, as more people embrace uh, civil disobedience and uh, and refusal to participate, uh, non-cooperation, these, uh, these outside-of-the-system things that we really don't see very often here in America and that we're just barely starting to see here in New Hampshire from some of the activists, I think as more of that is embraced, you'll start to see how much more effective it can be, how much, uh, more, pa- how more, uh, much more powerful it is than running for office. Because when this campaign's over and done with, the uh, the Ron Paul campaign, presuming he doesn't win, and that's a safe presumption. But presu- you know anything can happen. I don't want to create yeah. a self fulfilling prophecy or anything. Yeah. But presuming he doesn't win, uh, you have to wait another four years before you have another crack at the, the presidency. You know, I wouldn't want to be the next president unless I had firm uh, understanding of economics. And Ron Paul, I believe, is the only one that has that understanding to turn our economy around. So I'm not. If Ron Paul doesn't become the next president, I don't have a lot of faith in in uh, the economy in the next two years. Well, that's why I, what I'm saying here is that the political process is so slow. You have to wait until the system is ready to run again with their little election thing, and then you run your candidates and go through the same process over again. There's four years you can be doing all kinds of other different things, all kinds of interesting creative endeavors outside of the system activism, and you should do that. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are loaded. Go into your calls next. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. 
If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Oh, hi, you're here. Oh, Mark, right. 800-259-9231. I I stepped on you a little bit there. Oh, did you? Uh, You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free, including the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Head on over there, uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with some of our listeners. In fact, uh, a few thousand of our listeners. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. Read some real testimonials. Find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. All right, we go to the phone calls and talk to ladies first. It's April in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, April. Hey. You know, I, I've i been thinking a lot about this, and, and um, one of the things is we have to think about the momentum that we've created, whether even if Ron Paul ended up president, we there would still be more that we needed to do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know I'm living here in Montana, and my family's down in California, and my my sister, my younger sister, who has never ever been involved in politics, is such a Ron Paul supporter, and she was so energized by this whole campaign that she actually lives in a very rural community where people have five mile driveways. And she went around with her slim gyms, and she, um, you know, and she she talked to the neighbors, and she canvassed, and she's just become really passionate about it. And Have you talked to her since the New Hampshire primary? Did that do anything to uh, to dent her passion at all? It didn't dent her passion, but it, it disappointed her and it upset her. And one of the things, and I've been thinking a lot about this all today, and one of the things that I wanted to say is like, for instance, in our small town of Kalispell, we have a huge Ron Paul meetup group. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we have a big group. I think one of the largest groups it, for, for our um, amount of people that we've got here. That's you know? good, because we don't have and, one um, here in Keene. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I think that we need to do is we need to recognize the fact that the average person that votes for Obama or Hillary or Huckabee, they're just kind of voters, and I'm sure there are some people that are just as passionate that are just as passionate as the Ron Paul people are. Yeah. Um, oh, I think you're right about that. Uh, the The people that tend to go out and participate, uh, we we you know we heard from one of them. He called our show last night, Mark. Remember the call from Manchester? The uh, the guy that uh, was right toward the end of the show, and he was like something about a Republican and another Republican, and he was just totally in the dark. The guy was just completely clueless. He was trying to compare. Rep- I don't even remember what his, the gist of his call was. He 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 liked he he liked uh, Obama over Clinton or Clinton over Obama or something like that. And I I like well, what do you like about him? And then um, you know he said Clinton was more like a Republican. I'm like, how so? And the poor guy couldn't answer yeah, he, a he, question. He just fell off the cliff right there. He right. Had nothing. He didn't. He didn't have any understanding of the of the um, you know even their stances. What that what it is that they're the lies that they're spewing right now. Let alone what it right. is that uh, you know voting records and things they've done or anything like that. Right. These and people are the voting for us. That, and one of the things is that because we are. Ron Paul people are different than the average voter. I mean, because we're the type of people that are standing out there in five degrees weather mm-hmm. holding a sign. We're the people that are going door to door. We're the people that are passionate and are sometimes 
like my sister, people who are, this is the first time they've been so energized by a candidate. Right. And I think that what we need to do is whether Ron Paul wins the presidency or whether he doesn't, we need to not let go of the energy that we've created. Mm-hmm. We've created a cadre of people in different towns all over. People who, I have people in my neighborhood and so, who, who I, we kind of knew we were on the same line, but man, they have their Ron Paul signs up and I feel like, man, they're my brothers, you know? And yeah. I, and I, and like my, some of my daughter's friends, their parents are Ron Paul people, and it's like it immediately made us closer friends. And well, that's what we what experienced we over do. the weekend. I mean, we experienced that at the Liberty Forum. When you get people that love freedom together in the same place, it's wonderful because you don't have to explain yourself to anybody anymore. Uh, you aren't right. crazy anymore, and I think you're right, April, I, on that one. One of the things I think we need to not let go of this is we need to find, I mean, there's some darn neat people that are involved in, in the Ron Paul meetup groups. We need to get these people to start running for office, and we need to we need to make our communities. We need to take back our communities, and we need to the rest of us Ron Paul people start supporting these kind of people when they want to run for office. And we need to not let our groups, our meetup groups, split up Absolutely. or fracture. We need to keep in contact. Absolutely, and I think that uh, if there are a bunch of people out there that feel the same way as you do, uh, that you'll keep on top of that when the campaign is over and make sure that you retain as many of the activists as possible. And what you should do is, I don't know if these meetup groups have anybody with leadership qualities, but some people do like to be, even in the Ron Paul movement, there are people that would rather just be told what to do. Um, So someone should take the role of of leader, maybe the person who formed the meetup group, and and figure out what to do next, and then give people assignments as to... uh, uh, as to what you know, some suggestions. You know, obviously they can accept them, they can accept them or not. Uh, but give them suggestions as to things. Well, here's what we can do next. Here's what we can do after Ron Paul is you know the after the election. In fact, before the election happens or before the nomination happens, or that that process is complete. Come up with the ideas then. Come up with the ideas in advance of the the potential burnout factor and give people something else to get interested in after the fact. April, thanks for Absolutely. the call. Absolutely, that's uh, exactly and good luck what I wanted to say. Very good. Good luck with that. Eight hundred. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's so important to keep these people involved in this movement. I mean, Wayne, I understand what you're saying that there's there is something to be said for taking a break, but that's different from throwing your hands up in the air and saying "bah," at, like Hitman was doing, and we read at the beginning of the hour and saying, "Yeah, this is hopeless. I'm giving up entirely." I think that's a different situation. So I think there's something to be said for enjoying, you know, some personal time, uh, enjoying some time with your your friends or your loved ones that where you're not engaging in political action or or in any sort of action designed to change the the system and enjoying yourself and the things that you like to do, yeah. but at the same time not losing sight of the end goal. Yeah, heck, I get I get burned out from my work sometimes. And I I really like what I do, but sometimes I just get burned out, and, and that's when I just pace myself a little bit more and and maybe take a vacation. Let's go to the phones and talk to Doug in Indianapolis, or rather, uh, Indiana. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, hey, well, I also wanted to talk about the uh, the New Hampshire vote results. Uh, there's a website right now that has the machine versus hand count. Uh, really? Yeah, statistics. Uh, it's ronrocks.com, R-O-N-R-O-X.com, slash paulstats.php. And what it shows is a 7.5% increase for Mitt Romney, and like maybe a half percent increase for Rudy Giuliani, and also mm-hmm. Clinton uh, went up uh, over four uh, percent on the Democrat side. That's uh, with the optical scans. 
Uh, it doesn't say specifically. It says the, the uh, let's see, votes are tentatively won or lost with the assumption that machines are conferring advantages or disadvantages. Um, it just says if the towns specify their counting method. So this is just counting the votes uh, by machine. Automatically, uh, Romney, Clinton, and Rudy Giuliani went up, and most of the other candidates went down. Paul went down about 2%. Uh, Obama went down about 3%. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting, and I posted that on your forum here. Oh, very good. Very useful. Any uh, uh, Anything else on your mind? Uh, well, I also just wanted to point out that, that even if the if the votes are rigged against us, if, if if they're, you know, swaying votes on the other side, they can only move that so far. And I think the the real problem in New Hampshire, while we need to do a re- recount and and while this thing obviously stinks, uh, we we really need to just get more information out to the people because I think the voters weren't informed enough going into the polls. The exit polls showed that people were really worried about immigration, mm-hmm. but they all voted for McCain, and we know his record on immigration is not so good. So. Yeah. We really need to work harder ourselves before we can really complain about the system or anything else like that. Very good. How are you personally feeling after uh, you saw the results? How uh, how did that affect you, if at all? I was pretty angry last night. I'm not going to lie. I was getting pretty upset. But uh, Did you ever at any think, point consider giving up? Oh, definitely not. I think we, we definitely need to work harder and we need to keep building momentum. I, I wasn't expecting much from New Hampshire. I thought it would be better, but... I hope I more people are like you, uh, Doug. I really do. I hope more people have used this as a, re- you know, a, a point at which they can set some resolve from. That they can, uh, they can harden their resolve and move forward and continue being activists for There's liberty. There's a lot of states out there. Yep, there are 48 more, as a matter of fact. Thanks for the call, dude. More on the way. 800-259-9231. I'll take a look at this Ron Rocks things and uh, try to dig something out of it. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. It's the place to go. The features uh, we give away for free, so enjoy those. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up. Uh, for as little as three bucks a month, what do we do with the money while it comes in? And we turn it right back around and reinvest it in the program. We uh, we use the money to get on more uh, radio stations around the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You can get some perks, too, as a little benefit uh, for joining the program. You get access to the AMP-only call-in line, the AMP chat room. And, Wayne, you've just, uh, just now gotten into the AMP-only chat room as well. Uh, so that's available to you as well as the AMP-only forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Actually, they're making fun of you because you went in and then left quite briefly after you went in, Wayne. So they're they're poking fun at you in the chat room right now. <laughs> All right. So we go to your fo- uh, your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Let's talk. And then we're going to play a little bit of audio that's related to the Ron Paul campaign. And next hour, we'll talk about checkpoints. But first, we go to Bob in Florida. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Where's Ian? Right here. What's on your mind? Oh, hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to call about the Free State Project, and you guys were mentioning before what's some things that you can focus your time uh, not during election season, and what are some things outside of the system? Yeah. Well, that really provoked a lot of thought. 
Um, I think the Free State Project may have some noble intentions, but it's not really based on any resource base. What does that mean? And I think I think the real problem is a lot more um, crucial than you guys uh, think. Um, the problem goes back about 6,000 years to the Babylonian uh, price system creation, and the whole system of the monetary system is based on uh, scarcity. I think uh, Ron Paul and other people like that, you guys trust them with the monetary issues, but I think they're missing a couple of things. I think it's uh, a lot bigger than, than you guys are, the way you guys are putting it. All right. What are we missing? Go ahead. All right. Okay. Well, let me slow down here. 6,000 years ago, we have the introduction of this barter system, the Babylonian barter system. It's based on uh, scarcity. Okay. Okay. And... That's basically what the whole monetary system revolves around throughout the world, Re- regardless if it's based on the Federal Reserve, which, you know, prints this money out of nowhere. Sure, I got obviously. it. I'm, let's go with the scarcity thing. I'm, I'm trying to understand because things are scarce. Um, there's only so many of anything in the world, and therefore, since money is scarce, you, you find a balance between what those things that you may want to buy are and the money that you have, and they're all scarce. Everything's scarce. So tell me why a system based on scarcity doesn't work. Well, I don't know if that's well, what he's saying. Whenever, but you have, whenever you have a system based on scarcity, you're going to have class because some people are going to have more of something than others, and some things are going to have more value than other things. Okay. So it's not based on a, it's not based on a coherent system with, with the way technology is these days and the way our resource base is here in North America. When you guys think of a free state, I think it's a noble idea, but really what we need is a free uh, North America. Uh, North America has 51% of the world's resources right here in North America. And we would end globalization if we moved to a system based on ecology, science, um, sustainability, and this is this is a really big picture thing, guys. So I, I this is a lot of okay this is a lot of preachy gobbledygook at this point. Like, there's not a lot of facts okay. in what you're saying. Okay, 51 percent of the world's resources are um, are in North America. Are you saying capital resources, things that man has made, or are you talking about natural resources, things that the Earth has to give? Because natural resources. Bullcrap. Um, you know, I, I, the <laughs> South, uh, South uh, Antarctica has significantly more ice than North America has to offer. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia, the Middle East has significantly more oil than America has to offer, at least light, sweet, crude. Uh, you know, no, that's not true. Yes, the American system has created out of scarcity a great deal of capital resources because, well, Americans get up early and work late. Have you been around uh, the world? Are you guys much? familiar with uh, Howard Scott and technocracy? Um, I, I have not read Howard Scott's technocracy. There's a lot of books out there I haven't read. You, you guys worship the labor theory and uh, Adam Smith's soul theory, but yeah, pretty close. Uh, really, it's 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 a dead end, guys. Well, uh, well socialism is a dead end. What are, wait, what are you proposing? <laughs> are you proposing a system based on uh, science, sir, and not based on class and special interest groups? Can you give me an example Paul? of what you're referring to? How is it that uh, you know the wonderful Tech- uh, technological advances we've had here in this country aren't somehow based on science? What are you getting at exactly? Money measures nothing. Money equals class. And if we move to a system based on the resources and using these resources in a sustainable manner to sustain within who North will America... Deci- who will decide I- that? Uh, it's based on science. No, no. no Who's no. going to decide the allocation of resources, sir? 
The resources are right here. Scientists already have. Who is going to decide? Not science. Who is going to decide the allocation of these resources? That's you know, what's the scientist, the guy in charge, who's going to say this resource should go here and this resource should go there in order to get sustainability and non-class welfare? Who's going to do that? When it's not based on a price system, there's no political. control. Also, <laughs> yeah, but there's, also, there's always going to be master and servant, my friend, and the yeah. person who decides where the uh, capital is spent and where the resources is used is your master. And you know you what? are you their are, servant. You will be you their groveling slave. To your own demise. What? You guys are completely slaves to your own demise. No, you're going to be the slave when you give someone else the allocation of your resources. Well, wait, wait, we're already That's slaves. That's the classes. Wait, we're already slaves. Oh, right. I'm a, I am a slave of the system. I'll absolutely admit it. This guy thinks that somebody out there is going to save him, that Jesus is going to come along and reallocate the resources in a you know some fair manner some that results in, quote-unquote, sustainability. This sounds like communism to it me. It is absolutely yeah. communism. Sure is. And what happened to the Soviet Union? They would have collapsed well before before the 80s if the United States wasn't giving them farm subsidies and money under the table. You know, you've, I, I have friends who lived in that kind of a system, and they tell me, they come over here, they've told me, you know, the, the, the party uh, people, the party hacks, were living in the best houses and eating the best food and, and mm-hmm. driving the nice cars, and everybody else was standing Limousines. in line for toilet paper. So if you redistribute the income right now, let's just say we did it in a fair way right now, let's just assume, um, in 10 years... Rich people, there's going to be rich people again and poor, and poor people because that's just how people are. Some people handle money better than others, and some produce and some don't. But he's saying there'll be no more money. Mm. You want to get rid of yeah, money, don't stuck. you? Yeah, but how you are you? Are so stuck. But how are you, you going to? Yeah, but you see, if I do something of value for you, there has to be an exchange. Otherwise, there's going to be people who suck off other people. Without some kind of exchange system, and money is just that. Now, our money system has gotten way off track now, and it's not based on anything of value. It used to be based on barter. But uh, the point is is that what you're, what you're proposing is just like a socialist Star Trek fantasy. That's what it sounds uh, like to me. Your thoughts? Bob? Hey, guys. Bob, that's your, your thoughts? Yeah, hey, it, it's something based on energy. It's not a Star Trek fantasy. I suggest you guys take a some serious, uh, serious look at the Techmate system, Technocracy Tech- and the TNAT. It's Would you T-N-A-T. like to give me just a real video? I mean, I understand you're saying you want science, and I love science. That's science, I think is, science great. is great. Believe in science. Technology, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but, but can you give me like a vision of how to get from here to there? What's it going to take to get from where we are today to what Bob in Florida's vision of the future should be? Unfortunately, as you guys know, with, with getting rid of the Federal Reserve and the different networks of control at the moment, uh, what's going to happen is people are going to have to suffer a big crash of some sort, unfortunately. And that doesn't mean we always have to be so doom and gloom, guys, but it seems to me that the trend is proceeding. Technology kills the price system. Technology is outsourcing labor more so. Dude, than I, I, I asked you for a vision, okay? We're short on time. And I don't know if you have a leaky faucet in the background or whatever, but uh, what is your vision to get from here to there? I understand there's a crash coming. We all agree there's a crash coming. The system can't uh, stay for uh, stay, stay viable for long. It never was viable from from day one. This government monetary system. But what is it that you're getting at? How can we get from you here move, to there, and how long will it take? You move to a system, sir, that's apolitical. That's based on energy, and is, and I suggest you look at the technate, and that's what I want you to. I okay, so you, you have can't, no vision. You can't You've got call nothing. us and tell us to read a book because if we yeah. read every not, book, no, that, it's not a book. It's based on the. It's not the price system. Whatever it is, dude, you got no vision. How much does the book cost? Okay, wait. Hold on. Before you go, okay, on, how much does the book cost? 
I'm not selling a book, guys. I'm trying to revolutionize the way you guys are thinking, but you're stuck in a box, so I'm trying to break... You didn't give me an answer, right. dude. I gave. You, I asked you twice, and you just keep ne- rambling on about your technocrat yeah, or whatever the hell it what, is. guys? We'll, we'll talk later, all right? Thanks for the call. You got nothing, dude. You got no got vision. Nothing. You've got a bunch of communist Sustainability. No classes. Right. No money. No money. Whenever you Science. Hear, Don't forget science. Right. Energy. It's a, it's a system based on energy. You plug a t- 120 outlet right into somebody's button off. Off they go. Yeah, it's what? madness. <laughs> I mean, he's not I, I, incoherent. Yeah, he totally is. 800-259-9231. It is, the mar- it is the free marketplace that makes things better in our lives. Hour three is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can- our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. This is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch an hour number three of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there. We give away. Uh, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. For our listeners just tuning in, spent a good chunk of the show earlier, as I expected would happen, uh, talking about, about various, uh, various aspects of the, uh, the Ron Paul campaign, where we are today, where we've come from, and uh, where it's going. Because we're not giving up. Uh, this is just beginning. As Gene, uh, the Christian anarchist, described earlier, it's that snowball gathering speed as it's, it's rolling down the hill. Uh, maybe it seems like it's you know hit a little bump with eight percent in New Hampshire versus ten percent in Iowa, but still that's not a very big statistical difference. It's still just a, a few percentage points, and it's still anybody's game. Anything can happen. I'm not predicting a Ron Paul win necessarily, as much as I would I, as much as I would like that. But what I am saying is that this is an unprecedentedly successful libertarian campaign. There have been some amazing wins. There have been some amazing – there's just been an incredible amount of people brought into this movement as a result of Ron Paul, and that's all good. I mean, that's what we want to happen. We want people to discover the message of liberty. I'm not contributing money. The money that, I, that I've contributed several hundred dollars at this point. I'm not contributing money to the Ron Paul campaign because I think he's going to win. Never did I do that. I'm contributing money to Ron Paul because he's getting on television, he's getting on the radio, and he's talking about freedom. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about people hearing the message of liberty. And he's, uh, you know, the more money he gets, the more more people are going to hear him. Right. I don't know how well they're spending the money. I'm not sure about that, but... There is no other Ron Paul out there uh, that I could put my money behind. If there were, you know, if Harry Brown was out there doing this, the Libertarian presidential candidate, I'd be putting money behind Harry's campaign just as I did back in the year 2000, just as I did for Michael Badnarik. Anybody that's getting out there doing good things for liberty deserves, uh, you know, deserves some level of support. So that's why I'm contributing. Anyway, I was talking about how there were, just a moment ago, I was talking about how all these people have been unearthed. These people have been excited by the Ron Paul campaign, many of them so excited that they've quit their jobs. Uh, in the case of Vijay Boyapati, a former Google engineer, quit a very lucrative career at one of the most highly desired uh, places of business in America, Google. He quit his engineering job to move to New Hampshire to, uh, to campaign for Ron Paul. In fact, I should email him and uh, and ask him how he's feeling today after all of his efforts and see if he has been deterred at all mm-hmm. and, uh, and what he's going to do next. 
going to make a note about You'll that. You'll do fine. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I want to, uh, to point out that you know people like VJ are on one end of the scale as far as the Ron Paul activists are concerned, as far as those who support Ron Paul are concerned. He's on one end. He's down where we are. Like, we totally get it. We get liberty. We've been interested in libertarianism and freedom for a long time. Many of us. Mm-hmm. Many of us for years. BJ as well. Uh, and uh, Ron Paul's sort of the, the newest thing for us. We've already been in the liberty movement. Ron Paul's just something new for us to latch on to and, uh, and get excited about. But again, VJ and us and we and many of our listeners are on one side of the spectrum, while on the other side of the spectrum are a group of people that, you know, they, they're like your regular average Americans. They, they know something's wrong. They know before they heard about Ron Paul, they were in the dark. They knew that something was wrong with America. Something is wrong. You can tell, you know, all these taxes. You're not really getting any value for the tax money you're putting out there. All this war. And, and a lot healthcare. of them just blame the other party. Yeah, um, they, they certainly do. So they're sort of in the dark. They don't really know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. But they know there's something wrong. And, and, and all their votes uh, hold me hostage. And uh, so then they find this message that resonates with them. Freedom. More liberty. It's a message that's resonated for years. Uh, you know, the, usually it's the Republicans that are spouting it off. But most people have become jaded to that because the Republicans are liars. They say they want more freedom or less government, but then when you actually elect them, they don't do anything about it. Along comes Ron Paul saying the same thing, and actually going further by saying things like getting rid of the Federal Reserve and talking about inflation and, and talking about you know ending the war and pulling the troops home from around the world. So, so he's really taken it even further than most Republicans have ever taken it as far as the rhetoric is concerned. But Ron Paul not only has the rhetoric, he actually backs it up with action. He actually has the, uh, the voting record that proves he means what he says, unlike these other Republicans. So, you know, your average American looks at that and listens to that and says, yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. That's great. I love this guy. Ron Paul. Go Ron Paul. And they get really excited. And they'll go out to a campaign event and they'll wave a sign. And they'll get really excited. And they should. It's exciting. But then I, you have to ask yourself, what will happen with these people these uh, these sort of Ron, new, newbie Ron Paul supporters, the ones that don't necessarily understand the principle of non-initiation of force. Because Ron's not really going around touting that so much. He's more talking about policy and you know some of the things he'll change, why he's different from the other candidates. And you know that's what he should be doing. And it's a huge education process oh, yeah. for the public. So many of these people, and there, there's no way to determine what percentage of them are like this. Many of these people are in this you know newbie phase where they're excited by what they're hearing, but they don't really understand. And I've asked the question on the air before, what will happen with these people when Ron Paul doesn't win the nomination? And let's say Ron Paul doesn't go and uh, take the Libertarian Party's uh, platform and doesn't you know, get that uh, nomination either. Let's just say the, he doesn't win the nomination for the Republicans and he drops off, you know, just goes back to being a representative. What will happen to those people? Well, Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report asked a few of them on one of his recent videos. It was outside of the Liberty Forum when Ron Paul was coming out after his speech. And there were some people up in the parking garage watching the whole thing happening. Some Ron Paul supporters that went to get a better vantage point because there was just, there was just a thronging mass of people uh, surrounding Ron Paul. So there probably would have been no chance they would have been able to get to meet him. 
So these people were, were up there watching, and Dave Ridley had a couple of questions for them. After asking them if they were, uh, you know, if they'd ever met Ron before, they said no, never met Ron before. You know, they're, they're relatively new to this movement. After that, he got to a really relevant question, and here's the audio. What do you think should happen if he, if he doesn't get the nomination? What do you think ought to be the next step for this movement? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. Brad? I don't have a clue. I don't know. That's what I was concerned about. Yeah. They don't know. And, and you who's saw, telling them? You heard that. She just sat there and thought about it for a while. She'd never even, she'd never considered that. Well, that's kind of a good thing that when you're in the middle of something that you never consider defeat. I mean, that's a good thing, except you have to, in your mind, think, well, what, what would, I mean, I've thought of it. I've thought, you know, what would happen if Ron Paul didn't make it? And, and I would keep doing the same thing, wouldn't you? And aren't we going to? Oh, I would. Oh, well, we know yeah. that. I mean, because again, we've been in this for a long time, so we know the direction we're going in. I'm concerned that there may be a whole lot of people in the Ron Paul movement that are like these folks. Nice folks. They got their, you know, they had their little girl there, very excited about Ron Paul. But for them, Ron Paul's it. For them, Ron Paul is the movement. For well, them, Ron Paul is the end-all, be-all of liberty. Ron Paul needs to anoint a, uh, a successor in the same way uh, like Moses anointed Joshua kind of thing. I think you're right about that. There, there are so, certainly some things that can be done within the campaign to, I think, help alleviate this problem. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know if that's something they're even thinking about. And I don't know how widespread this is. I'm concerned that it may be very large. I'm concerned that a significant portion of Ron Paul's supporters have no vision whatsoever for the future of liberty in this country. Have, you know, they've, they've uh, placed their bet, if you will, and put it on Ron Paul, and they're going, ride it, Ron Paul, go on, go all the way to the end goal, and if he doesn't make it, these are the people that are going to feel that burnout. These are the people that they don't have any political experience. Look, I felt the burnout. I know what it's like. I had that in the beginning of my political you know, career, if you will. It's not a career I want. <laughs> I hate politics. But I felt the burnout. I managed to get over it and, and move on and continue pursuing liberty in, in other methods. The Free State Project was one of, those, one of those things. Because of burnout, because of the infighting in the Libertarian Party, I just said, screw this. This Free State Project idea is brilliant. I'm, I'm moving there. There was something for me to go to. And now there's so many other options that have opened up as a result of that. But people like these people have no other options. They don't have it. There's nothing going through their head. They're not even thinking about it. So when the time comes, when Ron Paul doesn't get the nomination, if Ron Paul doesn't get the nomination, these are the people that are just going to be left out in the cold. They aren't going to have any idea what to do. And if they aren't around people like us with some vision for what can come next, they're lost. More on the way. I want to hear your thoughts on this. 800-259-9231. How can we help these people? This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version as well, all for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 
800-259-9231. Join us on our website, again, freetalklive.com. Get interactive on the phone lines. We're talking about the, uh, again, still about the Ron Paul campaign, uh, various different aspects in regards to it. In fact, uh, LewRockwell.com just posted some of the exit polling for New Hampshire. I'll uh, t- just do some digging as uh, the hour progresses and see what we can find out. It sounds like... Uh, Sounds like the old folks, at least from what I understand, did not vote for Ron Paul. So we'll uh, we'll look at the numbers here in a little bit. But right now we're talking about uh, the fair weather supporters, the people, the newbies, uh, the people that have just recently discovered Ron Paul and the message of freedom and have gotten excited by it. Uh, I I uh, played an audio clip and I'll play it again here because it's very very short, 13 seconds long. It's uh, a couple, very nice, you know, nice American couple, that, uh, presumably living in New Hampshire, because this happened, uh, this was taken from the outside of the, the Liberty Forum, where Ron Paul spoke at over the weekend in Nashua, New Hampshire. And this was just a couple with, a, you know, like a little five-year-old daughter, or three-year-old daughter, or whatever, uh, standing watching this happening. And Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report, RidleyReport.com, went up and asked them a few questions. They were new. Uh, they had never, uh, they'd never met Ron Paul before. And uh, you could tell they were very excited to be there. You know, they were sort of wide-eyed and looking off into the distance, that sort of thing. And then Dave Ridley asked the most relevant question, I think, that needs to be asked of these Ron Paul supporters. What do you think should happen if he, if he doesn't get the nomination? What do you think ought to be the next step for this movement? Oh. I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. Brad? I don't have a clue. I don't know. As much as we might like to think in this liberty movement as much as we might like to believe that everyone is a you know an individual thinker so everyone has their own vision for you know what the future is to hold for liberty and how to get there it's just not the case the you know just like any other group of people there are going to be people who have vision and people that like the vision that they hear, but they don't have any vision of their own. They just know they like it when they hear it, and they want to, you know, jump on that train, and they want to help out with that. And that's okay. Not everybody has to be a leader. And these are two of those people, at least at this point in their lives. That's not to say they can't develop those skills. It's not to say they can't develop leadership. Certainly, that's something anybody can practice at. It's something anyone can learn. There are very specific things one can uh, be taught in order to uh, to move ahead with that sort of self level of self-development. But by default... If you've been a graduate of the, uh, you know, the government education system, you don't, you're not taught to think that way. You're not, you're not taught to think in an entrepreneurial mindset. You're not taught to think outside of the box. And these people are just fortunate enough to have come across the message of freedom. They've identified it as something that sounds good to them. They like it. They're excited by it. But to them, it's only Ron Paul. To them, there's this neat candidate out there that's saying things they like. And that's surrounded by a whole big old group of interesting people, but they haven't yet experienced, I guess, and I don't know, you know, we don't know a lot about these two people that, that we're playing the audio clip from. We don't know if they go to the Ron Paul meetup groups. We don't know who they spend their, you know, who they spend their time with. Are they hanging out with other liberty-minded people, or were they just a couple of folks that had just discovered Ron Paul and figured they'd take the opportunity to try to meet him that day? You know, some of Ron Paul's appeal is also not only what he says, but his, his record of integrity. And so you can have people say whatever they want, but you have to be able to trust them when they get into office that they'll actually stick by their principles. Good example is Reagan. You know, Reagan said a lot of the same stuff in 1980, mm-hmm. and and look what happened. Right. Well, Ron Paul's got the track record, to, you know, to exactly. back it up. Exactly. And that's important. 
But do you see where I'm coming from here? There's a, there's a significant uh, percentage. It must be significant. I don't know what it is. But there's a large amount of the Ron Paul supporters that are in the exact same camp as these two folks. And these are the people that we're going to lose. They're going to drop off the map again. They're going to go and they're going to throw up their hands and they're going to say, Ah, oh, I hate politics. I'm giving up on this. this. There was no hope in the beginning. I'm sorry we even wasted our time. I'm sorry we even spent our money on this campaign. We should have been doing other things. We could have been building our business. We could have been educating our daughter. We could have been, you know, spending time sewing or playing computer games or playing Scrabble. You know, we could have been doing other things. These are the people that are going to drop off the map when Ron Paul goes away. And there's going to be no way to prevent that from happening in many cases. But I think we should do whatever we can do to prevent it in some of the cases. We need to insulate these people from the uh, the damage they're going to be feeling when Ron Paul, or if Ron Paul, doesn't get the nomination. You know, at the very least, people who are Ron Paul supporters should subscribe to Ron Paul's uh, Texas Straight Talk newsletter. It comes out every week. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been getting his newsletters for years, his email newsletters, and that's ke- that's what, why I, I knew about him, you know, before the campaign, and why a lot of people did. And now more people know about him, so now we should actually even plug into what he's trying to do in Congress, because if he has more support for a lot of the things he's trying to do in Congress, for example, he's got the American Freedom Agenda uh, bill that he proposed. He's got the uh, Health Freedom bill. He's got a lot of really good legislation that needs more sponsors. So we should pay attention to what he's doing in Congress and start calling our local congressmen to try to get more co-sponsors and more support for the things he's doing in Congress. I think that uh, Ron Paul himself uh, should be encouraged by the people close to him, surrounding him, to toward the end of the campaign, whatever that whatever happens toward the end of the campaign, to, to start actively suggesting ideas to people. Because if they come from Ron Paul himself, whatever the ideas are, whether the ideas be, you know, run for Congress or run for local uh, city council or, or whatever, getting involved in politics, joining the Free State Project, civil disobedience, whatever it is Ron Paul would suggest, give something for these people to grab a hold of. Give something for them to get excited about beyond this campaign, because I'm very, very concerned that that's all a lot of them have, that they can't see beyond the campaign. They don't know what else is out there. And there's a lot. There's a lot to be excited about in our movement, but that's not what the, you know that's not what this campaign's about. It's not about explaining the liberty movement to them. It's about just talking about freedom, and then it's you know it's sort of leaving uh, leaving it in their hands to do the uh, the necessary research to take it further, which is fine for many people. That's what they'll do. They'll go and they'll dig and dig and dig and they'll learn and they'll find Free Talk Live and they'll listen to our show. Many of them have. Many of our listeners today found us because we interviewed Ron Paul. And they were interested in Ron Paul. They found all the interviews he'd done. They listened to ours. And obviously we stand out from the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the interview pack. So they're, they're coming on board. They're learning more about liberty as a, as a result of that. I'm not concerned with those people, the self-starters. I'm not concerned with them. They're going to be fine. But it's people like this, the sort of, for lack of a better word, the followers. I don't want to sound like I'm talking down to these folks, but there, is, you know, there are a lot of people like that. They, they just want something to do. They want someone to look up towards and someone to, uh, to point them in the right direction. But, you know, I still see this as just a step, in, a phase towards critical mass, because you're not going to keep everybody, but you are going to get more people as the ball keeps rolling. Some people will drop off and get burnt out, but yeah. once you've been exposed to these ideas and you understand 
Uh, Once you see this paradigm, then the other two uh, boxes that they want to stuff your brain into don't seem nearly as attractive. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it, Wayne. I'm with you. I think that we're going to retain a whole lot of great activists from this, but I want to make sure we maximize that retention. That's all. So people that are in the Ron Paul meetup groups should try to identify potential burnout, try to, to counteract it in whatever way is necessary. Prepare people for this. That's all I'm saying. More on the way. Checkpoints in the United States. We've got some sh- uh, some very instructional and interesting audio to share with you. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including updates. Get signed up for the updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. Go to LibertyDollar.org. I was browsing through some of these exit polling numbers uh, here a few moments ago. Very interesting stuff. Hopefully we'll have time to share that with you. Otherwise, maybe we'll uh, get some highlights uh, for you tomorrow night. we got to go to the phone calls for right now. It's Skip calling from the Internet. Skip, you're on Free Talk Live. Skip, going once. Yeah, I, I, I haven't uh, heard you guys much, but, I, uh, you know, it's just kind of fun. And uh, I got a question for you. Are yes. you guys familiar with James Kunstler and, and, like, his opinion, you know, the end of suburbia, that his books and some of his uh, videos and that, that stuff? Nope. Uh, I, I have heard of it, I believe. Is that the theory where James eventually Kunstler, everybody moved back yeah. to the city? Yeah, well, you know, his basic theory is that, you know, it's going to be a like a collapsed, you know, feudalistic the system, you know, with the uh, kind of the powers that be globalism, uh, those powers, big corporations will run everything and somehow, uh, you know, it just sounds bad. Well, know, we're very close uh, to feudalism from what I can tell now. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a, I think it's a township in uh, New York State that's uh, uh, offered to mainly to older residents, but to people that they can pay off their uh, really exorbitant property tax rates by working for the county. That's wow. As an indentured servant. Yeah. That's serfdom. I mean, you know, well, com- it, it's, it's only one step away with property steps. taxes anyway, but that's it. Uh-huh. Counselor takes it a couple steps further. He's talking about concentration camps and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, basically... You know, America being like like totally degraded and uh, uh, well, we're seeing being exploited by. We're we're seeing the beginnings of some of that right now where, uh, you know, uh, the federal government, I'm sure you're well aware, has a uh, multi-million, like $380 million contract with uh, one of the Halliburton subsidiaries, which I think has since splintered off into its own company, uh, KBR, that, uh, you know, they have these contracts to actually build the detention centers uh, if supposedly Mm -hmm. they become necessary at some point in the future, which, of course, government will decide when that's uh, to happen. Do you think that that Hillary Clinton 
is the worst possible choice, or do you think that she has some good points about her? I think Mike Huckabee is the worst possible choice. I think they're all bad. I, I can't mm. rank. I, I, there's no way I could possibly rank any of those Republicans or Democrats above or below the others. They're all just awful to me. What would you rather have, AIDS but, or cancer? Hmm. <laughs> but you guys do kind of like Ron Paul. I mean, that's oh, definitely yeah. well, the impression. We're accepting Ron Paul. Everybody here loves Ron Paul. He's great. Okay. And and mainly that's because of the, the libertarian, uh, those values, the acceptance of those types of values, right? Uh, because of Ron Paul's acceptance? No. I mean, you know, his... Uh, economic outlook, uh, you know, I would put him in the sort of the Ayn Rand, uh, Greenspan kind of mold, you know, yeah, Austrian economics. Yeah, uh, well, Mies, uh, the, the old uh, Greenspan, back yeah. when Greenspan was a gold guy, now he's a Federal Reserve guy, so he's, he's changed his tune. But he's yeah, a double speaker now, yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, my, my, yeah. I think uh, Ron Paul studied under Mises, didn't he? Uh, well, uh, I think that. Uh, you know that whole school kind of fits in with the you know it just fits in you know so uh, you make sense. Would have to have I think yeah. yeah yeah I wanted to comment also too on you know that earlier caller uh, from uh, Florida oh the nut I know job socialist okay what's he talking yeah. about yeah I I well there was a uh, there was a social movement in the United States uh, started in 1918 and it peaked in the middle 30s and it was actually called technocracy it was uh, uh, an American uh, group of scientists from Columbia University, and they came up with a program uh, where they used energy instead of money. What they uh, what they termed a price system, you know, that's okay. what they call what we're using now. Okay, and no, it, it's really quite using energy energy as a commodity um, to, to of exchange is is really little different than using gold or silver as a commodity of change. Now, maybe there's some advantages to using energy. I'm all for listening um, to that. I had yeah, no idea yeah. what that it, guy it, was it, rambling it, about. It was really interesting, and and the 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 surprising thing is that like in 1933, 34, 35, you know that was a critical time, and of course FDR came in shortly. And he actually had uh, a bunch of members of his group, 17 of these so-called technocrats, were part of his administration. And that had a huge significance in the, uh, the, at that time, you know, in the evolution of Social Security and a lot of the other elements. So we have, that, the, uh, uh, so we have these technocrats to blame for that? Well, that wasn't all bad. You oh, know, yes, you it was. You have to keep consumers... Well, you know, you got to keep people buying light bulbs and toilet paper. You have to have consumers. The price system, if you have a price system, it has to keep growing. And well, if, yeah, if, that, that's where, that's where no. it gets a little sketchy because what you're saying, then you're implying that, that consumerism is basically drives the economy, consumption, when really it's savings and investment that grow an economy and create wealth and not consumption. Well, in yeah, a world where the, there's no inflation, maybe, but uh, in today's world... Yeah, but world, the economy has to grow. It has to grow 3 or 4% at least. You know, it has to keep growing. Well, now, that's wait a minute. You don't no, have wait a minute. That's what the yeah. Keynesian yeah. economics right. uh, economists tell us. But, you know, if, if you have something of value, unlike a dollar bill, which has no intrinsic value at all, you can choose no, when, to, when to spend it or when not to spend it. And the economy is not going to collapse as a result of you not spending well, it. Well, also, there's a difference between the growth of the economy in that more goods and services are being transacted on a daily basis and a, and the inflation of the currency, which is what the Keynesians believe in. They believe right. in continually inflating the currency vis-a-vis -vis the central bank. Uh, and so there's a huge difference in concepts there that
that, that really needs to be clarified and understood. That's right. And right now, whatever they're quoting, I think they quote GDP at 1 or 2 or 3%. And But when you consider the real yep. rate of inflation, it's actually negative growth because what they're doing is they're understating inflation, overstating GDP. So we really don't have economic growth. But uh, you can still have an increase in activity without so-called increase in GDP because if, if the economy is growing quicker than the money supply is, then you have ever so slight deflation. You can still have more activity with, with less sales associated with it. You know, I, I know what you're talking about. You know, interestingly, in, in uh, what they used to call Constantinople, yes. when it was the early Christian part of that empire, and it was on a gold standard. The, uh, well, uh, yeah, they were on a gold standard. But when the, when the two empires split, the, the Eastern and Western Empire, uh, in Constantinople, they ended up having a non-inflationary price system that lasted for almost a 1,000 years. Yep. Uh, anybody that uh, raised any type of inflation, uh, the, the penalty was death. Well, They'd you couldn't. I mean, if you actually, you, we have a non-inflationary price system currently existing in the United States today, and that is gold and silver. You used to be in Rome able to buy a nice suit of clothes for an ounce of gold. Today in um, the United the pro- States, the you can buy a fine so suit that, of gold. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but the problem is that that gold is tied into money. You know, that price has varied quite a bit. Wait, wait, no. uh, the, price, I think you the price of the money has varied quite a bit, right. but the gold exactly, itself is still worth is essentially the same to humans. With, yeah, buys the same. Right, the yeah. dollars, yeah. The dollars are something that are created by people. It's just paper. I mean, it's crap. Yeah, Don't true. get wrapped that's up in true. the dollars. Get wrapped up in what you can buy with your piece of gold. Right. People have been confused, and I think, Skip, you're confusing money oh, with Skip dollars. With purchasing power. Edu- very educated. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He's educated, but I think he's confusing money with dollars. Money mm. is, is just a, a no, medium of uh, so-called gold is, is measured in dollars currently, so we're stuck with that connection. Gold can be measured in euros. Uh, gold can be measured in, in oil. In Greece, yeah. it's measured in drachmas. You, it, it, whatever you yes, choose. Yes, but it's sold worldwide in dollars. It's the dollar hegemony. There's no question about that. Uh, th- there the there isn't today, but you can believe that um, when the dollar's dead and gone and buried, gold's still going to be around and still going to be worth something to someone. And that's just, it's a paradigm from which you choose to view right, it. Right, because it really, gold has real value in the marketplace, whereas dollars only have value because the government forces us to use them. And I would love to get rid of the Federal Reserve. And Skip, thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Get rid of the government uh, fiat money system and replace it with real value. I don't care if that's you know gold, silver, or energy, whatever energy, it is. Bananas, Let the care. marketplace decide. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. You can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. Uh, and you can also help support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get your shopping done. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLDiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's FTLDiscount.com. 800-259-9231. Mark, you've been doing some digging during yeah. the break uh, about this. What is it called? Technocracy or technocracy? Tec- yeah, or? Te- tec- um, technocracy. Um, te- Technocracy. technocracy, right. 
and this, I, uh, this idea that at least two callers happen to have called in to, uh, to us about tonight, well, likely, one more coherent than the other? One significantly. Um, it, it was was a lot clearer to us. But he wasn't really talking about the technocracy idea pers- as much as the other guy and, was. And if there it, there seems to be some idea behind this, I'm you know, looking into technocracy, that um, energy would be a good form of money. Um, now they're you know talking about the uh, the pricing system and then um, you know the the dangers of these things uh, you know that it sounds very communist in a lot of ways but uh, you know looking at some of it here um, let me read you, you know something here that that sounds rather communist to me. Where is this from? Uh, this is from Technocracy.org. Individual consuming privileges. Uh oh. So this is a, a well, sort of for a system of government. To have a privilege, someone must grant it. Correct. So, therefore, someone will be in control. Some all-knowing scientist, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Every adult above the age of... <laughs> right. A scientist. A yeah. scientist... It, it, we'll get down to what the scientists get here in a minute. Every adult above the ages of 25 will receive his or her share of purchasing power, an equal part of the net consumed energy. Whoa, 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 whoa. One more time. <laughs> Every adult above the ages of 25 will receive his or her share of purchasing power, hmm. an equal part of the total net consumed energy. Now, remember, well, it says equal. Energy. I- equal part. <laughs> and from birth to the 25th per- year, every individual will receive a maintenance allowance. Hmm. The certificate will be issued directly to the individual. It is non-transferable, non-negotiable, therefore it cannot be stolen, lost, loaned, borrowed, or given away. Now, I'm not on the website. Is this like the long, rambling page? It is, like, but... Uh, but like it, Time Cube? I, I, it, no, no, it's not. It's, it's much better done than that. Okay. Um, it cannot be stolen, lost, given away. It is non-cumulative, therefore it cannot be saved. It does not accrue, nor does it bear interest. It need not be spent, but loses its validity after a designated period of time. This is all very managed. Do you understand? Oh, oh yeah. I'm hearing you. Extraordinarily this sounds ex- managed. This and sounds exactly like the crap. You remember when Julia was on talking about her old friend from mm-hmm. Florida that uh, was talking about how we need to get rid of money and right. all this? It's every, the same nonsense. Every, um, you know, every, with a new label. Every, every Put techno intelligence on it. Think it's out cool. there has their little va- version of socialism that will actually work because theirs will actually be instituted in a fair and just manner. Mm. And that's just where they in fail. That's where they don't understand because when the politicians when you put a um, a position of power out there the um, the most bloodthirsty of our race will scramble for that power, mm-hmm. for, will kill for that power, and will do whatever it takes to get that power so that they can decide what is an equal part of the net consumed energy. So yeah, I bet God, the Klingons and the lizard people are going to administer this just oh, right. to make sure that humans don't do it and mess it up. <laughs> well, gender, ethnicity, and sexual preference distinctions will not be applied to individuals for purposes of accounting. Yeah, but you can't tell what sex a lizard person is. <laughs> the energy distribution <laughs> card represents equal, though not identical, purchasing power for every adult living on this continent. In itself, it represents nothing of value. It is in... It is much in nature of a blank check, a scrap of paper. The certificate is valid only for the purchase of items individually consumable. Means of production and distribution cannot be owned by an individual, Ian. Who owns... Means of production and distribution cannot be owned by an individual. Oh, only the collective may own these things. Only the supreme scientist who uh, (laughs) administers who gets the equal portion of energy um, will decide. This technocracy thing, although an interesting form of sick, twisted pinko socialism, it is just twisted, sick pinko socialism. You know, okay, totally. That's all there is to it. And I'm all for things that where people communism. think outside the box, but this is definitely the wrong right. box to stick with, your brain in. With freedom and liberty, maybe, maybe the form of uh, you know money that we will end up with 
without the government issuing crappy little pieces of paper that are backed up by nothing and calling them Federal Reserve notes, mm-hmm. maybe with freedom and liberty, energy will be the form of... Um, maybe, yeah. It, it, right now, it's the largest, inter- um, it, you know, the most money-producing industry in the world. I don't imagine that they count all the wars, by the way. If it's uh, easier to store it, sure. I mean, you know, they're, one of the reasons why uh, gold was so useful is because it's easy to break it down and, and store it and transport it and that sort of thing. And, and energy, you can certainly transport faster than gold. You can shoot it over the, you know, phone lines. Technically, think- it is. Technically, um, it has Gold has become, you know, real money has become represented by energy in that mm-hmm. the uh, digits in your bank account are essentially energy. So, in a way, energy is sort of part of, uh, partly money today, or at least yeah, di- yeah. directly related to it. I've known people who consider themselves very spiritual to say that money is energy of the physical plane. But, you know, I tell a lot of my friends who are so-called environmentalists that, you know, if we had honest money, we wouldn't have all the artificial um, uh, consumption. Because we're creating artificial demand for buying certain things with all this money they create all the time. Mm-hmm. If you had, if if money was a little bit tighter, then people would use it more judiciously, and they wouldn't spend it on things that that were stupid and unnecessary. If energy was money, um, there's a problem with energy. Energy loses um, itself in transport. You know, heat and resistance cause energy to yeah. go away. When I hand you a piece of gold, Ian, that gold is worth. Just what I handed you. That's true. But if I transfer energy to you, there's a cer- small amount of ohms or whatever lost on oh. the way. Well, maybe uh, at some point the energy transmission can be 100% efficient. Maybe uh, that could be developed. At some I, point. I, it, I suppose it is possible. But uh, that's what you're saying here is we're open to the idea. It's just this centrally managed, controlled nonsense, this super elite plan that we have, these technocrats or whatever have to uh, impose upon all of us uh, by force, of course, because if... If you go and you create this little energy economy or whatever the hell it is they call this, and I decide, you know what, that's okay, I'll stick with my gold and silver, what do you think they'll do? I don't know. Currently under our system, um, you can basically... I'll be put in an energy gulag is what'll happen. You, no, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, under our put current me on a system, bicycle so I can start, you know, generating energy for the commune. Federal, federal, federal Reserve notes are a form of currency that the federal government requires that people take as money, but we can buy things with gold and silver if we so choose, if we can find somebody to take it. And I've bought things with Liberty Dollars, for instance. Yeah, they I've won't allow success. that in their centrally planned economy, Mark. But they did um, arrest people, you know, recent, or they confiscated all the uh, silver and gold and platinum and copper from the Liberty Dollar recently and called it counterfeiting. So there may, may very well, it, they may very well put you in a little energy gulag. Is this, an, like, how deep does this website go? How insane is it? I mean, how much more is there to it? Oh, quite a bit. Okay, maybe some of our listeners this can is, go. Like the gentleman said, this is not a new theory. Um, oh, no, de- communism's de- decades. And hundreds well, this, of years this old. was done in the, the, the 30s or whatever, so they've had plenty of yeah. times. Um, well, the fact a... that these people were palsy-walsy with FDR is all I needed to hear. Yeah. Me too. Uh, let's go to the phones. Talk to uh, Tony in Santa Cruz. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Oh, that's a great, that's, this is a great discussion you guys are having. Because I was just something I was thinking about last night about this whole money system and how it does create consumption. Like tonight, I just went and got a burrito and a, and a beer, and I spent eleven dollars. Okay, Ooh. but how much would that burrito and beer have cost? Uh, you know, what a hundred years ago? With an honest money system, it would be probably a dollar or less. Right. Right, exactly. But you see, people don't know, you know, and the price of gas is $3, is it going to be $5 tomorrow? And so, uh, you know, especially when you, uh, I really notice it when I go into restaurants, not this one, this was a, a you know, counterway, but, you know, if you go to a sit-down restaurant, you know, it's like, would you like another drink? Would you like more? Would you like dessert? You know, and you're already uh, full. So it just creates a whole consumption 
I don't know if you guys read uh, Crossing the Rubicon, Mike Rupert, but you know I've he talked a lot about uh, you know about how this is a consumption-based economy, and you know how it all depends on uh, oil. Well, I don't so, think there's anything wrong with consuming things. I mean, that's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with right. consuming at all. But, but uh, just the way the money system works, it it enhances that. Uh, right. The, that, well, the uh, way because of inflation, I think what you're getting at is because of inflation, because the government is constantly increasing the money supply and the value of the dollar is consistently dropping, having it. You it's have to get them over. today because if you wait till tomorrow to get your dollar, it will be worth less because right. the federal go- government will have printed more. Right. It, there's a disincentive to save in a real value-based economy where money is actually backed by something. There's an incentive to save, whereas when government just keeps the printing presses rolling. You better spend right, that money as quick as possible. From saving. It's exactly. like when uh, German, the German economy hit hi- hyperinflation. You couldn't spend that money quick enough. Right. Well, I mean, there's different uh, there's different schools of thought on you know what money should be backed by. I mean, some say it should be backed by gold, and then other uh, you know uh, you know there's that one that just say that you should just have uh, U.S. debt-free notes. Now, this uh, you know this energy as money. I mean, uh, you know, my only response to that is Alan Greenspan is David Rockefeller going to conform to that same system. Are they going to, uh, you know, ration their gas? I don't know. I think think is we should have freedom behind money, and the government shouldn't be involved in it. No one should tell us what we should do as a medium of exchange. Let the people in the marketplace decide what the currencies should be and let them circulate what they think is best. Tony, thanks for the call. We're done for tonight. Back tomorrow, live on uh, tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.